Welcome to the Painter Files Podcast. I am your host, Joar Blake. This is episode 84. I hope you're well. I hope you're healthy. I hope everything is beautiful. So we're going to try this again. I actually recorded this the first time and everything glitched and I had to re-record. So <laughs> that's a little crazy. I, jeez, I'm not going to worry about it. It's fine. I love you, Lannis. I hope you're well. Jeez. <laughs> what a day. All right. So I have been busy. Very, very busy. Uh, a friend of mine at work, actually got uh i'm trying not to rush to feel like it's like oh let me just cover what i just said um a friend of mine got covid so he's sick uh he's getting better but uh i had some free time because my job had to shut down for a week i only really missed like two days but it was kind of one of those things where uh i had all this time so i started making all this merch and i finally published my second book and <laughs> yay um and it was really cool actually honestly i mean like i'm not really a digital artist i never really have been i've never really loved digital work but i felt like these were these designs were really beautiful and so i made shirts and i made hoodies and i put out the book uh i'll put links in the description for the hoodies and the book and the shirts I hope you enjoy them and like them. Uh, I think they're beautiful. So I'm very happy about it. And to everybody who's bought one, thank you so much. You're amazing. I don't know how I got so lucky to have such wonderful, supportive people who love my work. Ukuletas are truly uh, amazing. You're my my Jinshi. (laughs) They mean the same thing, but one is uh, more personal. Jinshi is personal. (laughs) that is what you call people when uh, you don't really know people but i know you guys so thank you so much you're amazing uh i just have i just have so much love for you amante so thank you uh let me see i've been working on a bunch of little paintings recently I don't love doing little paintings anymore since I've been able to do such big paintings for so long now. Little paintings almost feel like I'm just like taking the day off. <laughs> like I've done nothing, which is a strange feeling. Uh, it's so counterproductive to just be that way and something I definitely need to work on because uh, I don't understand why I'm not allowing myself to feel like I've accomplished things when I do little pieces. But on the upside, lots of people love the little pieces. So, you know, I feel I feel happy about it. I feel very loved in the situation. Um, let me see. Oh, the book. I forgot. So the book, I have several versions of the book. I have the trade, I have the hardback, I have the dust cover jacket, and then I also have a special autographed with limited edition prints one that I put together. So I'm going to put that one on the link. Uh, I would do 10 of those actually. So I've already sold one. So there's only a couple left. So I feel, I feel pretty, uh, I feel pretty amazing when it comes to that actually. 
it took so long to really figure out what I was going to do. And I'd done so much with the zines throughout the years. And I was like, you know what? I want to make a permanent copy of this. A physical, permanent, beautiful copy. And so I finally did. And I feel great about that. I really do. <laughs> it's just this really beautiful feeling, which I'm just happy to allow myself to feel, in all honesty. So with that, um, I've been doing photography. I developed a couple roles. I feel really good about it. There were these moments where I was nervous because I wasn't sure exactly how they were going to come about. Because with the uh, negative black and whites, you have to then trans, you have to you have to scan them, and then you have to flip them. And I hadn't quite figured that out yet. And then I looked it up, and it was the simplest thing ever. So now, all that stress is over. It's just kind of funny. You feel like this burden of worry for a while, and then you just don't. <laughs> You look into it and you see all these things and how to do this stuff and it's just, it's coming together beautifully. I love it, honestly. I love it, love you guys, love everything. It's just beautiful. My cats have been terrors. They've been knocking over lots of water everywhere and so I also in super clumsiness have been knocking over water so I've been throwing some things away which, in all honesty, I probably should have done anyways. The clutter is immense, and I need to work on that. I keep looking at all these shelving things I should just buy to just fix everything. But I haven't gotten around to it because contemplating it is easier than actually following through on it. <laughs> but it's working out. You know, I'm just, uh, it's all coming together, honestly. And I mean, there's also the nervousness and the fear of, the unseen enemy that is, you know, COVID-19. So that's its own craziness. And then, you know, the nutsoid things that people are coming up with as far as theories on how to fix it and how to be a part of the community again and all these things. And uh, just stay inside, guys. The longer you keep going out and doing crazy stuff, like obviously you have to go out to get stuff that you need. Like I'm still going to grocery stores and stuff like that. And... But it is weird to see the clumped up craziness that people are trying to kind of put together. So, you know, for all of us, just be safe, do nice things, be polite, help out the people who need the help. And it's all going to be okay. So, there's that. <sighs> I was talking to Alec recently. And we were saying, she's like, I noticed that once you got into all these shows and these galleries and stuff, you started making a work that was really, it's still very much your work, but you were making it so that it could be in these shows and all these things. And I don't know if that really brought you happiness. And I thought about it and I was like, she's right. If anything, like this is the time that I can just, just make all the things I've ever wanted to make and all the things that my heart wants to make. I think about Marley. I think about just the freedom of art. And I feel like there are not a lot of heroes anymore. Not that I am, but 
I feel like, you know, you're, you're meant to make work that is supposed to represent and bring the eyes open again to all the beautiful, just kind of powerful aspects of artwork. And so that's what I want to go back to doing. I want to, you know, I want to go back to the nudes. I want to go back to the kids in cages. I want to go back to Marley. I want to go back to all these things. Like, I don't want to live in pain, but I don't want to pretend that these things aren't things that bother me that I want to put into artwork to just kind of express and show and do these things. Somebody told me once, they were like, I didn't realize your artwork was so political, but it actually is. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a pretty political person. Actually. I, I don't, I don't pretend that when things are horrible, that I'm not affected by them. I'm not in denial about it. I see these things as important things that I need to make. And so I do. That's my life. That's who I am. I'm proud of that. So, there's stuff incoming. say thank you to everyone who submitted questions and all the cool stuff like that so yeah we're just gonna get so thank you for participating for those who got the uh, memo and for the extra people who <laughs> did not really submit questions but just kind of left commentary, I appreciate some of them. And some of them are weird self-promotional things that people decided that I would be interested in seeing. I am not. <laughs> but thank you. Uh, thank you for that anyways. I, I don't want you to help uh, we, me with my quote-unquote... Um, so I got this one that's an interesting question, very interesting question from a buddy of mine, uh, Tina, and it says, uh, what are the things that every artist does that you don't, that you really hate that they do? <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, okay, we're starting hard, okay. Um, I hate, uh, I don't really hate anything, but... I guess the thing that I'm not interested in ever doing is painting, like, really cute, uh, it's called chibi art, I guess. It's like those big-eyed little doll face, Margot, uh, Kuhn faces there. Just these giant-eyed, like, baby doll face people. Like, I'm just not, I'm not into it. I don't like I don't like painting stuff like that. I'm just, I don't find them. I enjoy looking at them, but I don't enjoy making them. I've never thought those are incredibly interesting. Kind of, ugh. I know you want me to, like, tirade about this, but I'm just, I don't know. I don't have it in my heart anymore. Um, 
I think the main thing that probably bothers me that a lot of artists do that I don't do, and I say this with the utmost uh, respect about it, is I'm super annoyed that um, people have just tried to make like this persona of like this cute little artist type of thing. When in actuality, like, we all stayed up late at night trying to make the perfect line and the perfect blend and all that stuff, but they're trying to kind of put off this effortless kind of airy <laughs> artist that just kind of put things, puts things down on the page and then it's over. And it's like, no, there's there's a struggle there. Uh, I, I understand you may not wish to share that with your audience, and that's fine, but... I'm not that guy. I'll, I'll tell you. It took me a long time to do this. It was hard. Uh, many hours, many nights, many months went by. Uh, sleepless sometimes. And art is, you know, art is not always suffering, but art can be suffering. And I don't, I don't pretend. I'm not, I'm not one to pretend about that. Like this whole podcast is about life. <laughs> so, yeah. I guess uh, I don't really have a persona. I mean, there's the inking thing, but the inking thing's more of a joke. It's not an actual inking type of thing. So yeah, I'm not a I'm not a young teenage girl. <laughs> so there's that. Um, somebody asked me what I thought about Midnight Gospel, which is this show on Netflix. That was a podcast that they've then animated to make into kind of a shorts on Netflix. It's a good series. There's like eight episodes. I watched them. I liked it. Uh, it's weird because a lot of people I've been talking who've been talking to me about it have said, you know, they felt like they felt so moved and they felt so kind of shook and shaken and all these things. And I have, but I don't really think I felt it for the same reasons they felt. Like, there's this last episode where he... Sorry, spoilers. He talks to his mom, who's a sick person. And they talk about life and death and expressing... A lot of it's really just about kind of accepting the factor that, like, you live and then one day you will pass. And making peace with that, even some cases actively making peace with it, is difficult. And it made me think about Marley, my uh, daughter that passed, actually. The whole being born and dying at the same time. And it was, uh, I mean, it was beautiful. It was a really beautiful show. But I don't, I think the problem that comes from my generation, particularly with the way people kind of try to represent it, is they have this idea that we're a monolith, that we've all lived the same lives and we all learn the same things and we all experience the same stuff, even though many generations before us are all very different. Like, if I go up to a neighbor on one side of the room and a neighbor on the other, who are both in their 70s or so, they had completely different lives. And, you know, they've come from different countries, they've come from different places, they have different education backgrounds, they work different... Well, they may work really hard, but they work differently hard. You know, it's that whole weird concept of putting people in boxes it goes back to the whole artist things that people do that i don't do i don't i don't believe in the box i think we're all these really kind of complex individuals where chemistry where you add this you add this you add this and then something happens but if you 
if you're using more kind of well maybe chemistry is not the right way to describe it because like you're using the same chemicals trying to get the same reactions but I guess if you use different amounts of chemicals you will get different reactions and I guess that's maybe it you know you grow up you go to school what your school and growing up is like is not necessarily the same as your neighbors or your neighbor's neighbor or your cousins or your fathers or your mothers or your siblings or whatever you have a bit of a different experience even in a household you have a bit of a different experience it's all about how you you take it in you know it's uh it's interesting i like shows like that i thought about actually i was like wow if i ever get off my butt this would be an interesting show to just do like an illustration type of thing for maybe just do like a weird like crayon animated thing where like I talk and then it does the thing it's it's funny how like you watch these things and you go oh man that'd be so cool if I did that and you think about it and you're like oh my god it'd be so much work though oh jeez I'd have to go like back to school just to become like an animator because that is not something I feel like you just pick up and just do I feel like that is a difficult uh, a difficult profession there's a lot that goes into it it's very beautiful, and I'm amazed by people who are able to do it. But, I mean, jeez, that is so much work. My brother-in-law does that. He can do all these animations. I have a couple cousins who actually work for Cartoon Network, and they can do it. And it's just this really interesting kind of mindset that just comes alive when they work. And I'm always amazed by it. Happy birthday, by the way, buddy. He turned 30 today. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, let me see. Last question I got, because like I said, most of these were ridiculous questions people asked for. Um, how do you like your coffee? <laughs> I guess I've ha- I guess I've had a lot of coffee conversations with people because this seems to be an interesting kind of recurring question. Um, I like my coffee with uh, with via French press. Um, and then I typically take like, um, I don't know, I'm drawing a blank right now. I typically just take like uh, a dab of honey and leave it that way. Or if my stomach is particularly not agreeing with me uh, with black coffee, I will do like uh, oat milk and that's it. I'll just put some oat milk on it. I'm not really, I'm not, as I've gotten older, I haven't really stayed with the whole sweet thing. Sometimes I just like, you know, my stomach not to hurt (laughs) while this is going on. So, yeah, it's funny. I know so many people who were baristas as we were growing up. So I tried all these different types of ways and et cetera. And it's just, I don't know. I've gone basic, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I wish there was like a better answer Some type of explore the cosmos As you dip your finger into the coffee Smell it from the skies And then everything opens And becomes brilliant and amazing But uh, yeah, no Nothing like that No, I, I put a band-aid on my cuts I don't do a ritual where I make a salve Or anything of that nature I just do the basic thing That most people do Because that is sanity <laughs> Um... Yeah, I never wanted a Keurig, though. I've never had an interest in that. I've always liked making it, you know, boil a cup of water, a pot of water, and then 
put it in a French press. Sometimes free ground coffee, sometimes self-ground coffee. Have like a hand grinder. Because I used to be that coffee buyer. But it's just funny. It's funny how like that's like a weird thing. It's so artist. You, you like your coffee black. Black like your soul. And it's just like, no, not really. I like my coffee to have soft undertones and feel like I'm not poisoning myself. It's just kind of funny. The way art works, you just keep going as you go. And it's just really beautiful. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> all these things kind of came about. I was not expecting so much to come out of this episode, honestly. I felt like I was going to make these things and these were going to, I also didn't think I was going to record it twice, but I thought all these things were kind of going to be difficult to come out. But that's kind of the beauty of making. Like you go out and you do these things and you find yourself kind of at that endpoint, that wayward, misty mile of sorts. I remember working in that kitchen in art school, and I was doing my final project, and everything was going well, and then I'm in the kitchen working at that restaurant, and the grill falls on me, and my ankle gets crushed and burned and it was just this horrible thing to happen to me when I was in my 20s and I had to walk around with a crutch and then I ended up getting like really really sick because of the medication they put me on where I was just like violently ill but I was also fighting like an infection so that was crazy and it was just really hard and everything was coming apart you know like all the relationship stuff wasn't working because it wasn't a good relationship and it was just kind of an art school trifecta of of just shit <laughs> and then i found a2 paint a2 was this acrylic paint that came in these metal tubes and it had like this super creamy gorgeous paint just mm. <laughs> it's almost sexual how much I love that paint and I get like a giant blank canvas and just make a huge mess all over it and it was just beautiful I think that's when I figured out I really loved the drawing like painting nudes and so I just got on this whole bender, and everybody was blue, because for some reason I wanted to only paint blue people. I don't know why, I just did. And it was just this, this world opened up to me. I found all these artist anatomy books, and I started doing these sketches from them, and it was just this really, it was a transition, 
I was I was a snake shedding its skin to become a new snake. <laughs> Same snake, but new. A new beginning. Molting, as birds do. And that started my journey, honestly. And it took me many, 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 many years to really become comfortable with it. At first I went from acrylic to pen and ink, and then I went from ink and a brush, and then I went from ink and a brush to watercolor, and then watercolor to ink and gouache and everything. <laughs> and it just kind of exploded from there. It was this wild transition. I guess the reason I think about this now is because of you know, all this stuff is going on and there are days where you wake up and your allergies are bothering you and your head feels a little hard and you realize, like, I don't feel my best today. And then I think about when I really didn't feel my best and I'm, you know, I got through that. I did. It took me a long time, but I got through all that. And along the way, things, you know, things went bad again and such, but they worked out. I guess that's the moral. That for all the craziness that you go through, you will randomly, in some way, get to have something beautiful happen. You're not destined to have these insane, just nonsensical, weird, horrible forevers. They are... They're temporary. Temporary little weirdnesses that will live only on the opposite side of the moon where you want them. I think the best part about all this is that we get to work on ourselves a little bit. I know that sounds horrible because by far there's not a lot of great stuff about any of this. It's, you know, it's essentially walking on a tightrope above a pit of alligators. <laughs> you know, but there is a chance that you will make it across to the next platform and start your life again. I think the hardest part about art is that you have to connect your feelings from your hand, from your head and your heart to your hands. And then from all that, which is a huge transition, you then have to learn how to actually make things. <laughs> uh, with, with all the things that are going on, all the things that you want to work with, you know, from your paints to your brushes to your papers, because different textures work differently. Uh, if you're working with stuff that you have to dilute with waters, you got to learn how that works. A lot of people do a lot of test strips when they work. I'm not one of those people. I like it to be crazy. <laughs> the idea of like work that has to be so structured just seems like such mad garbage awfulness. Like I just want to just make things. And I love that. And thankfully you guys love that. So I will continue to make those things. I just want to say I love you. I think you're amazing. Um, and we have so many more journeys to go on past this. So as always, uh, this was Joar Blake from the Painter Files podcast, episode 84. We are getting so close to 90 and 100. This is insane. 
Ah, Jinji, this is going to be some some madness, but some beautiful madness. The things we shall make and create and do together. Hmm. Not enough time in the world to experience, and always enough to hear background noise. <laughs> All right, I'm going now. Painter out. Sweet, sweet dreams. And even better days. Alright. Ciao.